B-G-N-A-R-L-E-Y Till I die <laughs> Mic check, one, two To the three, four, five yeah. Nick tunes up next with the broadcast live What's up, Gromit? Gromit, vomit Brought to you by JB2 and the Duke And for today's sponsors of the show We got Coastal Edge And we got Blackstrap Use promo code JB2SuperGrom23 To get 20% off your order we also got DeVille Skate Shop. Yeah. And we are going to do this thing where we you can win four free Myrtle Beach Am tickets. All you have to do is go follow Tansy Fam on Gromit. oh sorry, not Tansy Fam. Gromit Vomit on Instagram. And if you do, you can get a chance to win four um, Myrtle Beach Am tickets. So make sure you go and follow Ooh, Tansy Fam and uh, Gromit Vomit. What am I doing? All right. Well, yeah, you got that. Yeah. And oh, from where I am right now, I am in Snowshoe, West Virginia, and I'm at my friend uh, Jared's house. And there's a little foundation right there. You guys can or foundation right there. You could scan the QR code and you could donate. Because um, Bobby the the Bobby Magini Foundation, you. <laughs> All right, who's our guest? And our guest is Zach DiPaolo. You, you. Oh. Hey, Mister Zach DiPaolo, or what do we call you, Mister Zach, Mister DiPaolo, Mister Zach DiPaolo? What? Just you guys can just call me Zach, guys. Right. Yeah, Zach is good. Zach. I really yeah. appreciate you guys having me on the show. Love what you guys are doing. How are you yeah. guys today? Awesome. I am totally fine. How are you? I'm hanging out, buddy. I, I've had a busy week. I'm uh, actually back home where I live. Uh, it's right outside of Richmond, Virginia. And um, I'm at my apartment. Uh, you know, I had some bike maintenance this week. Uh, lots of like behind the scenes um, emails, uh, content packages uh, for for some upcoming events. And um, today, uh, as you guys know, we announced um, you know the Jackalope Fest event. So I was working uh, with that team closely. So um, yeah, just stoked, hanging out at home. And um, I actually have this weekend off, so uh, just gonna yeah. do some training and uh, have some fun. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and um, so like, guess what we're gonna be doing this podcast? What? Tell we me. Are going to be asking questions. Woo! Woo. I'm here for it, buddy. Ask <laughs> yeah, away. That sounds fancy. That sounds that fancy. Sounds so fancy. So very <laughs> fancy. Very. Okay. Um. So, how did you get into extreme dirt bike riding? Right. So actually I was about your age. I was nine years old and, uh, I got a dirt bike and I had always rode BMX and mountain bikes. So I, I knew that I really loved riding, you know, two wheels, but something about the dirt bike, like even that first day, you know, I wound up jumping it a little bit and, and riding trails, going to some of the local like motocross spots. And, um, I, I think I did really well my first, you know, few times and, it was just the most fun I had ever had in my life. So I, I fell in love with just riding dirt bikes right away. Um, yeah. So then, you know, I, I mainly rode on like the power lines near my house, you know, trails. Um, you know, we, we, we didn't really have the money to go to, you know, amateur races every weekend. I might hit, I don't know, three or four races a year in different districts when they were close. Um, you know, yeah. I'd always do well at the races, but to be honest, I, I always found myself going to practice days and just whatever the biggest jump on the track was, I would just go jump it over and over again and like cut the, <laughs> cut the track to come back. And, you know, I, mm. I was practicing heel clickers and no handers and knack knacks. And, um, oh, nice. so I guess that was, yeah, that was kind of like the first time I was doing tricks and I didn't really even think anything about it. It was just having fun. And, um, so then actually getting into freestyle motocross as a job, I'll tell you what, kids, this, this is like a, a really deep lesson too, because, um, 
I got out of school. I, I had great grades, advanced diploma. I was set up to do whatever I wanted from that point. Um, I wanted to make some money. So I worked at a car dealership, um, set records there. My first month I got promoted to an internet marketing position oh, no. and they made a corporate change to all these locations where essentially I went from like getting paid well on like commission to an hourly job with a bunch of us. So it kind of hit me hard and I realized like, man, you, you can really pour yourself um, into a job and you know it, it doesn't necessarily pan out the way you think. And, and I kind of had this epiphany where I'm like, man, if I'm going to pour myself into something, I know my level of effort and passion for being successful in life. Like I may as well <laughs> go do the thing I really want to do. So that day, losing that job and walking away from it was like probably the worst thing that had ever happened to me at that point. I was so upset, but looking back on it, you know, I could have stayed down and upset and, and focused on that, but I just took the, the, the right turn. I went straight home. I got on Google and I typed in East coast freestyle motocross <laughs> and I found behind bars FMX, uh, this guy out of Pennsylvania, his name's Casey Higgins. He was one of the OGs oh, nice. of the sport. Yeah. First he was riding do tour first guy to do FMX on a four stroke on like a 426, you know, oh, Yamaha back in the day. And that, I mean, that dude's a legend. He shreds, he, he retired a few years ago, but he taught me a lot. And, you know, uh, I went up there, rode my first day at full gap to dirt, learned a few tricks. My second day riding, I was learning bar hops, crashed and broke my collarbone. So it, it was never uh, an easy or automatic um, path. I, I just kind of never gave up. And, um, you know, once I got a few uh, shows for pay, like fairs and, you know, a, a truck, you know, drag race and it, different smaller events and I was getting money for it, I was like, man getting paid to ride my dirt bike is, is a whole other level of happiness that I didn't really know existed. So, um, from that point on, I, I was, I was, uh, I was sold. I knew that's what I was going to do. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I know that was a lot, but (laughs) that's the story. (laughs) A lot to take in. I know. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I just didn't quit, man. It's what I wanted to do. Sorry. What were you saying, buddy? I have another fancy question. Fancy. Let's hear it. Tell, okay, you I got fancy. Uh, I think all the fans want to know this. Um, tell us more about the uh, broken neck. Mm. Sure. So, yeah, um, actually, like a month ago, I finally posted a crash video from 2014. And, um, if you want to read the whole story, you, you can go to that that post and read it. But basically, I had just done a whole tour at Full Gap. These were kind of like more homemade ramps that we ran like maybe 10 feet shorter because it was a really steep ramp. I'm sure you know from surfing, snowboarding, skating, you know, the, the um, radius of the kicker you're hitting changes how you hit it. You don't hit a half pipe mm-hmm. the same way you hit a roller. You know what I mean? So um, that ramp, I knew you had to come in really slow some issues with it coming down to the event with the axles and stuff, got it there late. And I kind of had a choice where I could either practice in front of the crowd, which I knew I needed to do because it was such a weird ramp, or I could just blast it and go right into my tricks. But I didn't like practicing in front of people because I, I want to look good, but I knew I should. And it was my show. So I kind of let my ego get in the way. Like I knew to be safe, that's what I should do, but I didn't want to look dumb. But like, I crashed and, you know, I just broke five bones. I didn't finish the show. So I'm sure people would have much rather watched me practice and jump. So that day was a, a major yeah. lesson. Yeah, I broke my my neck, C7 vertebrae. I broke both my arms. Um, I broke my collarbone, uh, you know, plated and screwed, uh, broke my ribs, wow. had some internal bleeding. I, I think that's all of it. But yeah, it, it was rough. It was um, definitely going to hell and back. It, it, um, it taught me a lot. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I feel like I had a new appreciation for life and, and freestyle motocross after it. So that's kind of the positive I feel like I yeah. you know got from that lesson. Lesson of that story. Oh, and as far as the neck, uh, it was a bad time. <laughs> I feel like he kind of was asking me more about like breaking my neck. That's how it happened, yeah. and I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> and lesson of that story, don't care if people think you look dumb. I much rather much rather people think you look dumb than break five bones. Absolutely, a hundred percent. I'm glad that you that you that you got that. (laughs) Yeah, I. Oh, oh, you can go. 
Not you got it, Duke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll back you I up. think that um was the most bones I've ever heard of breaking at once, of somebody breaking at once, because that sounds like you said five bones breaking all at once. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds yeah, it, really it hard. kind of felt it kind of felt like going through a portal and then waking up on the ground in like a suffering human being's body. That's the only way I can describe it because it was so intense. It was almost like I time traveled or something. I that's because I, I didn't get knocked out, but just the sheer force of the handlebars kind of coming through me. It didn't knock me out, but it it just felt like I don't even know, like like a bus in the universe came through and just graveled me <laughs> through a portal but, into someone laying on the ground with with a bunch of injuries but um it's probably what you were like waiting at the top to about to go down hmm do i practice or do i go do or do or do i send it do i practice or do i send it <gasps> send it <laughs> yep that's pretty much it and you know it works most of the time like as you guys know at a certain point you got to believe in yourself and and you do got to send it when you're scared so it's a tough thing to to figure out when you're growing up but i think at that point i was just so hungry to show people i was a good rider that i cared a little too much about that and um you know i've learned and and now if i get to a show you know, 99% of the time I just hit the ramp at full gap, either in practice or the, or the show or whatever. But man, if I, you know, sometimes we get to an indoor arena where we got a slick concrete run up and we don't have as much room as we need. So I, you know, I'll do whatever it takes to, you know, to get it done safe now. So definitely, definitely yeah. a lesson uh, learned there. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, today I was snowboarding and in the terrain park, there's like, it's weird jump. It's kind of like a tabletop. You can either like go up, ride on the tabletop, or go back down, or air it okay. like a hip. Or you can, because there is a landing, there is a landing, so you can jump, gap it, and hit the landing. Ah, like really boost the hard. whole thing. Yeah, which is really hard because it's like a 30-foot gap or something. I don't know, maybe Dang. a little less or more. But like today I tried it. I did. I tried it my first try. I got super close. Like I almost cleared it. Like just my the back of my snowboard just hit the li- hit the knuckle just a little bit. But mm-hmm. then my second try just glided right over. I went woo! Awesome, dude! Congrats. That sounds sweet. Yeah. I uh, I love snowboarding, man. I just um. I'm just not great at it, but man, I have fun going out there. And I think yeah. for the amount of times I've gone, my buddies say I'm pretty good, but I really just, um, it's something magical about just going down the mountain towards the end of the day. You've had fun with your buddies and just looking out into the night sky. Like I snowboarding is, is really one of my favorite things in the world to do. Um, yeah. yeah freestyle motocross, snowboarding, skydiving, like those, those are the things I live for, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. And, and- Oh, the things I live for is surfing, skating, snowboarding, and eating. And All the shred. Oh, dude, I love – don't get me wrong. I love me some food, man. Food, <laughs> food and music. Food and music, man. It was, it was definitely some uh, some of my first loves there. Yeah. Um, what do you like to eat, JB2? What's your favorite food? And, and you too, dude. Uh, oh, well, steak or blackened tuna. But if it's oh, like at a place that doesn't have that, then I'll get like chicken – chicken and fries yeah I, i'm um, a steak and salmon guy a lot so that makes sense duke what about you buddy hold up i gotta think for a second oh. <laughs> dude i know i mean when people ask me like even what's your favorite mexican food i'm like i don't know tacos, <laughs> uh, fajitas there's so many options <laughs> i i really like oysters and i really like mussels i'm into seafood a lot and i I this might sound weird, but I love Hardee's burgers. I don't know why. It's just I like a, a like. The, you like a nice Carl's Jr. Yeah, no, yeah. actually, <laughs> I'd get like the biggest size of burger they have, and I'd get like a big fry. I I don't think big I, fry. I, I so can't. are they are they the ones with the curly fries or is that Arby's? I think I'm getting confused. Uh, Arby's, we have the meat. Arby's, cool. I think it's Arby's. They have um the straight fries, like Wendy's. Gotcha. 
Ah, they're both good. So, hey, I got a, you guys are coming to Jackalope, yeah, down in Virginia? Yes. Yep. So when We're you guys be- come to Jackalope, I want you I want you to do one thing for me. I want you to go try NN Burger. It's the best burger okay. you'll ever have in your life. I'm serious. They got locations Where? in Tappahannock and Kilmarnock. You can hit it on the way down. They just uh, they just renewed um, as a title sponsor for me this year. So uh, their oh, support nice. has been really critical the last few years. And um, also just to nice. give a shout out to my clothing sponsor, Head Rush, uh, Fredericksburg Motorsports in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Um, Cool. Yeah, I just so, so grateful for my support this year, and uh, I, I really yeah. think it's going to make a difference. But yeah, you guys got to try that NN burger when you come down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. While while you're while you're giving plugs to your sponsors, I'm going to give a plug to a couple of my sponsors. Okay, guys. It, if it. you ever come down to Virginia Beach, go to Coastal Edge, buy some swag. You know, be like JB2 sent me, be like JB2 sent you, and then then after you get whatever you want from Coastal Edge, go try out that new skateboard on the ramps there. And then after you do that, go to ear, go to get lunch at Zero Subs Oceanfront. And then after that, hang out with your friends for a little bit. Then go get some Chicho's Pizza. You. Oh, sounds like a pretty rad day. Yeah. My guy. I, I bet you Zero <laughs> Subs would be for lunch and Chicho's Pizza's, Chicho's Pizza would be for dinner. Ain't that what the- I said, boy? More? I thought I thought you were just going like, like more. ten seconds. I'll eat a lot more. But oh, yeah. I thought you I thought you mean like, I'll just eat it all at once. Oh, now that no. would be a challenge. <laughs> um, Mister. Uh, Zach. Zabalo. I know it's Mr. not. It, you just call me Zach. Yeah, just I'm Zach. Zach. What's up, boys? <laughs> all right. Um. Uh, um, I heard you were a ninja warrior sort of person. <laughs> ninja yeah. Warrior. Yeah. Yeah. The last, um, the last two years I competed on American Ninja Warrior. It's a contest on NBC. It's yeah. like an obstacle course essentially that you run through and man, it's, it's really gotten harder as the years have gone on. Like, you know, I was a fan of it back when I was a kid and, and, you know, would just watch it after school at home and um, I was just enjoyed seeing, you know, people from different backgrounds. It was just so interesting to see how they do on the course. And um, yeah, so I, I cut weight and and did a ton of ninja training. I had some of the best coaches in the in the business. Shout out to my boy Dougie uh, Harrelson, and you know, um, all the people down at Rock Solid Warrior, and and now at Motive uh, Movement um, in Greenville, South Carolina. All, all these gyms, like everybody, really put me in a position uh, to do well. Um, you know, I competed on the show. I had an amazing introduction both years. You know, NBC rented me a dirt bike to come in on custom gear and stuff for just for the show, uh, for the intro. Oh, wow. And um, I had a lot of fun doing it, but it it was a lot. Um, you know, sometimes I think maybe just focusing on the run could have helped. Um, but you know, once I once I conquered that first obstacle, I was you know I had good energy, so. Um, it really bothered me for a while, but I did, I did not advance, uh, to semifinals. I fell in the water both years, um, on really hard obstacles. And, um, it was a small mistake. Uh, you know, the first year it was like a timing error. Um, this last year I competed, they had this roller coaster obstacle where you lache with a bar. I'm sorry, you lache from a rolling bar to another rolling bar. And then you, you take that bar with you from the second track to the third. And, um, I basically oh, yeah, I jumped that. that first gap with a little bit too much forward force. So instead of rolling wow. down it like a jump, like you'd get, you know, you'd pump a roll in to jump the next jump. I fell down it and like lost oh. my speed. So I fully committed. I know I was in shape to get through that course. I knew I would have gotten up the wall if I got there. I was the right weight. I was the right everything. Um, it's just a small mistake. And you know, when you're, when you're trying hard stuff in life, it's going to happen. And, um, you know, tough, tough situations don't last tough people do. So I'll be back. I'll, I'm going to, um, redeem myself on American Ninja Warrior, but, um, yeah, it's, it, it was a blast. You know, it, it actually kind of started just because of the COVID year. Like, you know, I had like a year worth of shows booked, um, you know, when all the shows kind of got canceled. So, I didn't want to like not have, you know, something to chew on, like a, a difficult challenge for my, my body, you know? So, um, 
yeah, I decided to start training for, for Ninja Warrior. So um, that's yeah. kind of where it started. And that's another lesson. It's like sometimes bad things happen and you find something else cool you probably never would have even tried. And um, I'm so grateful for all that, you know, it's taught me and all the experiences with it and um, and everything. So um, it's actually funny how much it's tied in, like all the balance and like grip strength and core strength I gained from Ninja, uh, for sure, I felt better on my dirt bike doing tricks in the air. So, yeah. um, you know, one hand washes the other um, with, with, with athletics and staying in shape. So, um, yeah, man, just uh, grateful for the experience. Yeah. But, you know what you got to do? Even though you Let's fell in the water, even though you fell into the water, you're <laughs> one of the people that get to know is if the water's hot or cold. It's freezing, bro. freezing like even even when we first got there before we ran the course they have testers because you know you're not allowed to touch the course we don't know what it is until we get there and we get to watch a tester run the course once and like dude like the testers were struggling with the course we're like oh god like it's not looking easy you know and then we we dipped a finger (laughs) dipped a finger in the water to see if it was cold and it was like ice cold and we're like okay great cool don't fall (laughs) Oh, are, has there are testers allowed to do the Ninja Warrior contest? They shouldn't be because like, no, get to you're right. Exactly, the testers are oftentimes really good established ninjas that have been on the show for years or whatever. Oh. Gymnast, you know, uh, parkour athletes. Um, so they're like exceptional athletes. That's why they're testers. And like, I, I think they're, you know, paid to be there and stuff like it's, they have their own thing there, but no, the testers cannot compete on that year. You're correct. Okay. <laughs> That'd be, that's a cheat code right there. I'm a tester. I'm entering. I already know what the course is. Like, yeah. <laughs> ready to go. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. You got the, you got I'm the answers different. already. Oh. oh, I definitely could have gotten through that obstacle. I fell on a second try, you know, and that, and that's the thing is like, even when we're training, when I'm watching the best guys, you know, Brett Sims, Bob Reese, these guys I train with down at motive two, it's like, they don't always get the new obstacles first try. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Cause even if you have the skill and the ability and the strength, like there's often just like little things you wouldn't think about like oh you got to have your knees a little farther ahead of you when you grab it or you peel off because you're you know just little things so mm-hmm. it, it's just a tough sport um and and like i i think i said this earlier before we started the video but it's like it's fun but it's hard because even when it's going well it's really painful because like i mean you go do ninja training for a few hours like your palm i mean my palms are usually bleeding at the end so um it, it's a gnarly sport but um yeah, yeah man I, i'm stoked to be back on my dirt bike you know ride in front of huge crowds doing doing you know my center core passion with freestyle motocross and um yeah this year is just looking so awesome man um i'm stoked <laughs> yeah like it's also really crazy because i do like a monkey bar it's not even that long it's probably from like where i'm sitting to that chair over there you can't see it it's off camera but um like <laughs> by the time i it. get done with it like my hands they're all red and they have a bunch of blisters on them when they oh yeah yeah my hands are you see the calluses on these oh, boys yeah. they're smoked <laughs> <laughs> but i mean that's everything weights riding ninja but yeah it's yeah. i you know and i think even for you guys being into board sports i think you know if, if you uh if you got a rainy sunday and you want to go have some fun pop into a ninja gym you'd have fun man yeah. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go surf when it's raining. You already get wet. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> I didn't consider that. <laughs> One of them. Be like, mm, maybe this, maybe this. Eeny, meeny, mine, mo. Hey, Mr. Zach. What's up, what yes, do sir. you think your favorite place to ride your dirt bike is? Oh, man. See, that's really hard because I've been so many places domestically and internationally that the crowds are just there for it. They're passionate. They're screaming. They're stoked. But like if I really had to think about it, um, like I don't know, something about the south, like like South Florida area. Anywhere down by the beach, Virginia Beach is going to be insane. Yeah. Uh, but like when I rode shows in Miami a lot, man, those the the culture down there, like they they just went insane for the dirt bikes. Um, but if I had to pick one place, honestly, Poland, 
<laughs> I, I did shows in Europe for a couple years and uh, we would go ride in like Krakow, Poland and uh, man, the Polish people there, it's like there was not one human being in the stand that wasn't standing, waving their arms, screaming. And it just made every show so much fun. Um, so yeah, if you guys ever get a chance to do any snowboarding, skateboarding, whatever, contest demos in Europe, be ready for Poland. It'll it'll be a wild uh, event for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, Mr. Oh, Zach. You got to oh, do You can go. What's up? No, you go. Me? You go. Okay. Um, Mr. Zach, who do you think your favorite rider is? Oh, man. I should have known you were going to ask me this. I should have thought about that. Dang it. That is tough. Holy smokes. Man. Huh. I mean, you know, as a kid, obviously like Pastrana is like, you know, the man, you know what I mean? It's like McGrath, you know, as far as racing is concerned, like McGrath was kind of already done when I was a kid. I always really liked watching like Carmichael and Stewart race. This is like motocross, supercross, but freestyle motocross, especially, um, crusty demons eight. And then TP, uh, 199 lives. Those were like the first two FMX DVDs that I got um from my buddy matt francis and, and his brother andrew and um i was watching those at my place and that's definitely you know when i fell in love with with freestyle motocross and yeah man just the stuff that pastrana was doing day in day out <laughs> for for the nitro circus show and x games so he he is like it's really hard not to mention pastrana but then like you want to talk about guys that I was just like obsessed with like their riding specifically. Like then you, then I talk about like Mike Mason, um, actually one of my good friends now, Derek Berlou. Like when I was younger, I would see like, you know, flips were everything back then. And I thought flips were cool, but the guys that could do the huge holy grabs or the big sideways whips and just had style for days. Um, those, those are kind of my favorite riders too, man. So, um, that is a really, really, really hard question, <laughs> but, um, yeah. And it's like, even, even the militia guys like Deegan and Twitch, all those guys, like I was huge fans of those. And I, I never really like picked sides between the whole, like light and dark. Are you a Pastrana, you know, fan or are you a, you know, metal militia fan with Deegan or Twitch or whatever? I, I always just kind of liked all the guys in their different style, but man, you know, Pastrana taught me how to flip at his house. The first time I ever flipped, he's let me stay there so many times. He's such a good dude. His, his family, um, his friends, like when you walk into a room that Pastrana's in, it's like, there's like an alien there that just makes everyone in the room elevate everything energy conversation the ability to like believe in themselves so like that's pretty special man like i've met a few people in my life that have that energy and um they're all that caliber you know what i mean um even like my buddy bob reese he's like one of the best parkour athletes in the world and it's the yeah. same way i can be tired and show up to a parkour ninja session with him and we'll train seven hours like I don't know how, like, he's just, he, he gives off this like environmental, um, stoke and energy and just passion. So yeah, man, it's like, I've met a lot of my heroes now too. Um, but yeah, growing up any, if you would ask me ever who my favorite rider was, you know, Pastrana, of course he did everything. Um, but it's like, I was really a, a super fan of FMX. So I liked what Pastrana was doing, but he was kind of coming to send stuff that had never been done before all the time. So not that it didn't look amazing, but I always really liked watching guys like, you know, Mike Mason, who just had perfect, flawless style on the tricks he was executing. So, yeah, man, like Pastrana and, and Mike Mason and even like Tommy Clowers, Clifford Adaptante, some of the OG legends, like, I don't know, man, their, their style is, is timeless to me. So, um, yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> that was a long answer. <laughs> <laughs> I loved them all. It's a tough one. Like I'm friends with these guys. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, not nobody really cares who my favorite writer is, but I care about my answer. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I care. <laughs> I care so much. Thank you. I do. Too. Like, you have Who's your guy's favorite dirt you bike better, rider? You better not. You guys have a dirt bike. For, do you have a favorite dirt bike rider? Uh, Jared, Other than me, of course. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jared Taylor or Cavis Pastrana? Did you say yeah. Are you, are you talking about Jared Jared McNeil? He rides the blue bike. Jared he does the Taylor. huge upside down. I okay. Love, Jared I Taylor. also really love Jared Taylor. 
he doesn't. I actually am not a, uh, He just he produced Nitro Circus with Pastrana. He's not a real rider. He rides, okay. but he's not like that. Yeah. Gotcha. I, f I figured he meant, you know, McNeil. He's he's pretty popular, Jared McNeil, with the big upside down whips and stuff. But, but yeah, man. I man, I should have prepared myself yeah. for the "Who's your favorite rider?" question. That's hard. That's like the only question that you guys could have given me that would have messed me. Mine's probably the <laughs> guy. Do you, uh, you guys need me to answer it shorter, or was that okay? Like, I don't know. Whatever. You no. Yeah, that was good. That was awesome. Oh wait, I need to give you my answer. I, uh, is there is that adult approved or do I need to answer that more concise? No, it's good. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, you probably don't know him. Uh, his name is Zach DePaulo. <laughs> I have heard of that guy actually. <laughs> awesome, dude. I I'm stoked to meet you, kids, man. Really, like, yeah. A lot of the um, I don't know. I I, I feel like. Virginia too, like action sports isn't huge. I mean, I'm, I'm the only FMX rider ever. Um, the skateboarding and BMX scene, it, it's strong in some areas and stuff, but man, I, I don't run across as many, um, well-rounded articulate shredders uh, as you guys, you, you guys are killing it, man. I'm, I'm excited to watch you guys grow up. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're oh, oh, speaking of favorites, Mr. Zach, yes. what do you think your yes, favorite song is my favorite song um i i don't know if anything makes me feel as good walking down the beach or street as electric light orchestra mr blue sky if i'm being honest um like if i just want to feel amazing you kids don't know what that is but it's it's an older song um man music music is like music is like uh probably my strongest passion like not over fmx but i'm saying like like music was something i was deeply in love with like from a very young age my um you know family and uh friends and everyone growing up you know um music was the thing you know what i mean so mm -hmm. i feel like uh, i'll end up getting back into music in the next few years um you know I, not till i'm done with everything i want to do in fmx but um yeah, I, I think uh, I think I'm gonna go with that, Mr. Blue Sky. I'm just feeling optimistic and and happy about life, so uh, we'll leave it at that. But if if you gave me a genre, I could give you a song in every genre. But we'll do that next time. I'm dancing to Mr. Blue Sky. It's a good song, man. It's 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 old. I don't know if you kids will like it, but man, it's just a good vibe. You've probably heard it. Did you kids see Guardians of the Galaxy too? Yes. Sweet uh, yeah. movie, right? I'm stoked for the third. Well, do you remember that... the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 where there's kind of like happy music playing? It's like, dun, 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 dun. And it's like all this yeah. action war scenes. That song. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, I don't really remember it. <sighs> I, but, um, Getty, Guardians of the Galaxy might be my favorite superhero. I love Deadpool, though. Dude. Okay. Yeah. De Deadpool's cool. The second one was all right. First one's great. But no, I, I had never... You know, when I was injured for months at a time, I watched tons of movies and shows. Obviously, thank you know, thanks to uh, things going well, I haven't been hurt in a while, so I haven't been watching a ton of t TVs and movies in my free time. I've been too busy. But uh, last year, I was at a show in Indiana, and one of my friends I met out there said something about Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm like, yeah, what is that? Some like side superhero thing? You know, I didn't really think it was like anything worth watching and then i sat there and watched the first and second movie and like i'm hooked i'm stoked for the third one to come out so yeah um, i think it's pretty soon too in like a month or so a month or two something like oh uh, you guys uh. are probably wondering why i was just waiting um so we got some fans that were just off camera we got some fans they were like some they're like yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> you got some fans what where you're at in west virginia at snowshoe yeah I love that place. I did a I did a downhill race there okay. years ago um, like at, with with my ex girlfriend and her family. Like at Snowshoe, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got second. Cool. I did pretty good. It was oh, nice. it, it. It reminded me a lot of motocross, but just yeah. really hard and painful. But it, yeah. it went well. <laughs> yeah, good job. Um, <sighs> thanks, bud. I did Birmingham. It was like I'm pretty sure 15 and under, and I got fourth. Dude, wow. that is awesome that's Thanks. wild so you're and that's a big like that's not the same as like i don't know a 16 or 17 year old beating an 18 or 19 year old um 
Yeah. Not to discredit that if they it's were, happened. I don't know. But like, it's like – but 12 to 15, that's a way bigger gap. Like even though it's a few years. The biggest gap that's is – awesome, dude. Oh, even bigger gap is 9 to 15. Me. Yeah, man. You should feel good about that. First, second, and third. Oh, I'm sorry. Word. I forgot you're not – sorry. I got your age wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. But next time I'm going to call you out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Everybody Spicy. Spicy. <laughs> Everybody that got first, second, and third were 15. I think maybe maybe one of them was 14, but I think they were all 15. Congrats, buddy. That's something Thanks. to be really proud of, dude. Yeah. Um, so what Yeah. What do you think like the gnarliest trick you ever manages? Okay. Um, so like I have flipped, so a lot of people would just say flip, but I know from riding Flipping it really isn't the hardest trick. It might be the hardest to commit to mentally. But um, the hardest trick I think that I've ever done, um, I was riding a contest down in Georgia uh, with some of my old buddies. Um, and we were metal to metal, 75 feet on polished concrete. So full gap, you know, concrete, metal, there's no room for error. Um, and so we were doing a best trick contest. And I knew my buddies had like, you know, a little higher level tricks than me and then and then one of the guys was flipping so i'm like scratching my head like man i want to do good i was like whatever 21 something like that and so i hit the ramp and i did a one-handed heart attack so it's like a vertical handstand okay on the dirt bike and i have one arm behind me and then it's you know big held it came back to the bike and like never bar checked no handed lander. I'm I'm really good at no handed landers. I'm actually going to post a no handed lander like in a few days um that I just did to a dirt lander. Hadn't done it in a while, but um and that was with no steering stabilizer or anything. I was on a roached <laughs> stock bike, but oh, yeah, okay. one handed heart attack to no bar check no handed lander is like I would say the technically most difficult trick I've ever done on a dirt bike. I don't think a lot of people could do that. I don't think a lot of people would try it. And I know that there's more people that have flipped than landed that. Um, but man, I got my eyes set on, on a lot higher stuff this year. Um, you know, I've kind of rode careful. I don't, I don't have a huge, uh, support, you know, like I, I don't, I, to me and my mom, you know, so like if I get hurt, man, I, I got rent, you know, like I got bills. I don't, I, I have had to be careful throughout my career and, um, you know, getting hurt meant, uh, potentially not having a place to live. So I, I think I've rode really carefully my whole life where I kind of got to a point yeah. where I could get paid to go travel the world and have fun. And I've done that now for years. And now this year I'm ready to like take more risk and put more time into progressing, not just like making money and enjoying traveling with it. So um, I think if we had this same conversation next spring, I would have a way gnarlier trick as uh, yeah. my hardest trick. But yeah, that's my yeah. answer for now. Well, I mean, that's still a really hard trick. Like I definitely can't do that. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> um, uh, what was I about to say? Oh, I forgot. Okay, we'll we'll come back to it whenever I remember. It happens. Yeah. Here I got you. Oh. Here I'll I'll do this while you um remember that question. All right. Um. So, Mr. Zach, do you think we're going to see you at the Jackalope? Yes, one hundred percent sure. I will be oh, at Jackalope so. Fest. In Virginia go. Beach. I mean, I, I've wrote a lot of really cool shows. You know, I've, I've done international shows, whatever, Japan, Europe, Mexico, Canada, United States, uh, you know, arena stadiums. I did five months every weekend on Monster Jam Tour last year. I've done oh, wow. cool events. I got to do the Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. That was a childhood dream. I mean, a bunch okay. of times. Anyways, I've never been as excited about an event as I am about Jackalope yeah. Fest. Are you, um, how, how do you feel about Tony Hawk coming? I'm nobody told me, dude, like people, I think they thought it was funny for me to find out like last second, you know, and like, um, it was, it was a really nice surprise. I mean, I was already taking this show really seriously, really excited about it. Um, yeah. I knew what tricks I had planned for it. Um, I knew I wanted new tricks. I knew I wanted to do, um, you know, my first 75 foot backflip show at this show. Um, and yeah. that's not anything I've announced. So it's the first like time I've actually ever said that on, on this. So, yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, once I heard Tony was going to be there, man, <laughs> again, like Pastrana or Bob Reese or these people I've met, literally just the mention of his name changes how I feel about 
how I am right now, how I feel about the event, my plans, everything. I got this jittery, happy, excited feeling in me when I heard Tony's going to be there. And I'm like, man, I think I'm going to ride the Friday show. If Tony's there, he's getting the best show I've ever rode. But my point is I might, I might call out Saturday and be like, Hey, listen, if Tony comes over here and he's watching one of the FMX shows, which he may be watching all of them anyways, I don't know. But point is if Tony comes over, I'm going to try something insane. I, I have a trick in my head that I've wanted to do for a really long time. Um, only a couple guys in the world have ever done it. Um, it has something to do. It's not flipping the whole bike and it's not a regular upright trick. So I'll let you figure it out from there. But I think I'm the right build. I think the ninja training will help. I think I'm the right height. I think that I've, I know that I've been practicing things to get ready for it. So really all I need is some time at a foam pit. And so that's what I'm working on right now is like, I don't want to take so many shows leading into Jackalope that I don't have enough time to learn new stuff and really be ready to kill it at Jackalope. So I'm going to do like just enough events from now to June to like pay my bills and have money to travel. But I might even like sell, you know, my street bike or something um, to pay for a little extra time at the foam pit, because this show means so much more than money to me. Um, I, I, I'm going to make sure that that's the best weekend of my life. So I'm stoked. Yeah. I'm going to take a guess. I think you're going to be going, you're going to flip your body, but not the bike and then land back on it. It's a pretty dang good guess, my friend. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's um, that's something you know I'm I got to work on um, flips. I've been working on for years. I'm I'm good at backflipping. It's just I have to drive 20 hours to go practice. So it's like the money and the time and, you know, and then foam pits hurt, man, you land upside down on those things. You yeah. can get hurt. You can, yeah. I, I did a perfect flip into the foam pit at 75 feet and we just didn't fluff the foam underneath quite well enough. We were doing it, um, enough, you know, enough frequent, it, dang it. We were doing it frequently enough for it to be fine, but there was just a packed spot of foam that we missed. So it's like, I tore my MCL just, I didn't even make a mistake. So foam pits are gnarly dude. So, yeah. so yeah, I want to do like just enough where I'm confident to flip 75, but I just flipped a pit bike. I've never even owned a pit bike. So I, I'm feeling really confident about flipping and you know, it being my first flip show at 75 in Virginia beach, that was already going to be the best weekend of my life. But now Tony Hawk's here. Flips are cool. It's the biggest thing I've ever done in my life. And I'll still be on a very short list of human beings that have ever done that, which is amazing. And I'm honored. I kind of think Tony Hawk being there means I should do everything I possibly can to put on the best show I possibly can that day for Virginia Beach and Tony Hawk. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking. When you say 75, do you mean like a 75 foot jump or just that? Yeah. So like we have a runway. We have a takeoff ramp, then there's a gap, and then we have a landing. So oh, when I say 75, 70. yeah, so the tip of the metal ramp, okay, to the to the shortest you could go and still downside it was, would be 75 feet. So we're probably actually landing at like whatever, 80, 85, 90 generally, but, but to barely clear the gap at 75 oh. feet. And that's like a mm -hmm. standard freestyle motocross gap since oh, wow. ever. You know what I mean? And we change can... it a little when we have to, but generally speaking, yeah. if we have the room, that's the gap we ride. And, and wait, so it's a flip show. So you have to do flips. I booked myself, you know, it's my, so Jackalope Fest, they didn't just hire me as a rider. They actually contacted me to like set the freestyle motocross show up for them. So I'm handling like, you know, the plywood layout on the beach, the ramps, uh, hiring the announcer, hiring the other riders, how the show will go, all of that stuff. So what's oh, wow. cool is I really have a lot of control over, over how the show goes. So yeah. I brought in a couple OGs, man, uh, two guys from New Jersey, uh, my buddy Derek Berlou and uh, Mike Angerman. And they're both oh, nice. old school uh, two-stroke riders. People love the two-strokes, man. So people get to hear the two-strokes, the four-strokes. Angerman's got classic like side shows. It's like a rock solid off the side of the bike. Captain Morgan flip tricks. Derek's got like the gnarliest whips ever and every upright trick flip tricks. So I'm going to choreograph that where we do like trains where we're doing the same trick. I don't know. We might do a best whip breast trick contest. We're still kind of deciding on all that stuff, but um, I definitely um, am going to put a lot of thought into how that show rolls. And um, yeah, at one or two of them, I think I'll 
do a trick I've never done before that not a lot of people in the nice. world have ever done before. But, but yeah, the plan, I mean, I'm going to flip it every show. So um, yeah. I'll be doing all my uprights, whips, new upright tricks and flipping at all the shows all weekend. But uh, yeah, if we can get the vibe right and uh, people want to see it and Tony's there, I'm, I'm ready to get real Sunday, man. It, it's just time. I've been careful so long. Um, yeah. I'll be happy no matter what. And uh, I, I think I'll land it. So um, yeah, man, yeah. just uh, beyond yeah. stoked. And yeah. And I'm going to, and I'm going to be skating with Tony Hawk also. That's, I, does that even feel real to you to say that? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I think, I, yeah, crazy. I am too. Yeah. I've, I'm doing yeah. in like, We're gonna be it's, not, it's kind of like, uh, I think it's like in, in um, I'd say like two months, three months. Like, we yeah. talking about the jackalope? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, June second, third, and fourth. So yep. yeah, a little bit, a little bit more than two months out. Or, yeah, yeah, I am. Um, everybody, <laughs> everybody, make sure you go watch Zach throw his special trick at jackalope. Yeah, it's gonna be at Virginia Beach. Okay, all right. I think it's joke time. Yes. Joke, 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 joke. Okay, Mr. Zach, do you have a joke? A joke for you guys? Yes. Um, let me let me hear y'all's jokes first. Yours is probably about pizza. It's probably very cheesy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's not my joke. Okay, my joke is um. Let's see. All right, you go, Duke, while I'm thinking. Okay. What did the horse say when it fallen over? Oh, no, I fell. No, I've fallen and I can't giddy up. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. a good one. It's a good one. I, I didn't see it coming. I thought I was going to do something with hay. Hay is for horses type thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. All right, mine is... Mm-hmm. Oh, you go, Zach. I, I I don't know. I can't think of one right now. I'm sorry. Oh man, uh, man, dang it! Your dad. <laughs> okay. he, he prepped me for this too. Right, if you don't uh, have one ready, I just got one. All right, tell me, bud. What does sushi A say to sushi B? What? Wasabi. <laughs> that's good that's good that's good <laughs> i like that that's good was good I, stuff man i love sushi do you, do you kids like sushi have you guys tried uh, sushi yet or are you just are you yes just talking about i my parents are crazy about it and i happened to try it when i was like three and i, I love once. it it's kind of me love it it's what's your favorite it. sushi roll that you've had um, I don't know. Well, because uh, let me the only kind of fish I've ever eaten is tuna, and I don't know. Um, um all right, kids. But I don't. What do you call? What do you call? What do you call a sleeping cow? Hold up! Hold up! Sleep? Uh, bulldozer. Ha <laughs> ha. Or wait, I think cows are female. I don't know, man. I'm not. I never claimed to be a comedian. All right, so you can't hold it against me. Neither did I. None of us are comedians. We. Oh man. But just my face is what a comedian would be roasting. (laughs) I'm. I'm. I'll. I'll. I'll leave the roast off. Well, no light roast today. We'll get you next time. <laughs> All um, right, thank you. Wait, hold on, hold so, on. Oh. wait, I got one okay. more question. Um, how do you overcome your fear? Yeah, overcoming fear. Yeah, that's definitely been, you know. It's not anything I think that you figure out all of a sudden at once. I think it's something that takes kind of constant work, like a anything, a relationship, a job, you know, passionate career, whatever. Um, it takes constant work. You never have it fully figured out, but I think like you always believe yourself. Okay. Let me explain what I mean by that. Like 
if you know inside that you've been not training, not working out or whatever you're doing to prepare for the thing that's making you scared, we'll, we'll say freestyle motocross in this instance. So like if I'm training and I have good habits and I'm treating myself well and I'm taking good care of my bike and I'm thinking about stuff like, you know, my accident that I've learned from, the fear is just so much less because you know that you've prepared. So I think in the past I would get a little too caught up in having fun and being in a new city, going out to have fun with friends and partying. And it's like, um, I'd kind of slack on preparation. So I think when you know that you've done the work and you've prepared and it's your craft and it's something you're passionate about that puts you in the best situation possible to minimize the fear. But then at some point, and I feel like this is a multi-point epiphany that I've been reminded of throughout my life. It's like your best chance of doing dangerous things safely is without worry, is without fear. So at some point, you just got to make the deal with yourself. And I made the deal with myself. And it was basically like, do I want to keep doing this? If it's no, because I think it's too dangerous, then don't do it. But if the answer is yes – then do it. <laughs> then I can't be scared once I show up to the ramp, right? I selected yes. Yes, I believe in myself to do this. So don't forget that when it's time to actually do it. You know, you, you don't have to do this. You get to do this. You know what I mean? Like in the words of the great Harry Bink, um, yeah. it's like it's a lot in your head, man. It's just how you're thinking of it. If, if you're there and you're excited to be there and you're doing what you love and you've prepared, yeah. there's still going to be some fear there, but it's going to be manageable. And yeah. You make that deal with yourself before you go and you say, listen, I want this to go well. I'm going to just eliminate the fear and do it like I know I can do it yeah. and, and kind of play it like a video game. Don't don't overthink it. Don't stress yeah. it. Just do it. You know, like, but that comes with putting in the work. So it's it's complex, man. It's it's not just like a one answer thing. Work, belief in yourself, realizing that fear and worry only hurt you and then um, executing. Yeah, and like my first time I ever dropped in the vert at Mount Trashmore when I was six, like I got up there, we got there, my dad was like, okay, buddy, you want to pump it out first? I was at the top, I was like, get your phone out. <laughs> I went, I dropped in, I did everything fine. Just my legs were too, were too short, so like this was the oh. ramp, so like I didn't hit it. Like I dropped in, I went. It just fell straight to the, oh, well, glad you're, <laughs> glad you made it through that, dude. I've dropped into some half pipes on skateboards, probably not that tall, but I know it's, it's, it's a full send. Like when you don't know it and it's your, whatever, you're learning it. Um, yeah. That's a send. So yeah, oh, I know that firsthand. <laughs> oh, I think I know. I think I've seen the video of JV when he did that. Yeah. So it was, it was like funky letters that were colorful. It said, kids falling and it was like uh, or kids, kids getting hurt. hurt um it was like uh, <laughs> yeah, the Instagram channel. yeah. On Instagram. it looked like skylar i thought Dang, it was yeah, that's how small skylar and then i read the comments and i think it said like jb2 super jb2 something something like that it was jb2 and i was like was... oh that had to be hard yeah because that was when i was six so i was a lot smaller I'm very uh -huh. But um, do you have any words of Stoke or Gromit for the Gromits? Or wisdom? Sure. No. Yeah. Just want to say uh <laughs> absolutely. I just want to say thank you to Gromit Vomit. Uh thank you guys for having me on. And uh we'll see you guys at Jackalope Fest. Let's do this. Yeah, let's do it. Oh man, god damn. Nick's back with a sidewalk slam. Still ten toes with them high top.